Like, what uh, are we calling yeah. you? Uh, call me Evan. That's my name. Okay. Welcome, Evan. Uh, you can call me Alexa. Okay. Nice to meet you, Alexa and Evan. So, um, I understand that we're going to be talking about your relationship today? Yes. Okay. And so let me just try to outline a little bit about how I usually like to do this. So I like to talk to each person individually for like maybe 30 to 45 minutes and get y'all's individual perspectives because especially I understand there's some kind of tension in y'all's relationship. I imagine that's why we're coming on. Okay. Um, and so we want to hear from each of you individually. Uh, and that also gives you guys kind of a chance to, you know, speak freely without the other person there. I mean, I understand this is being recorded for the internet. Um, so a couple of ground rules, no watching. Okay. So you can't watch the stream while you're not in the room. Okay. <laughs> um, and maybe even no watching afterward. And, and then after talking to each of you, we'll kind of get y'all in together and see if we can sort of facilitate some kind of communication or help. Does that sound okay? So who wants yeah. to go first? You can go first, babe. I'll go first. I'll go okay. first. All right. So Alexa, do you mind stepping out of the room? Yeah, no problem. No watching. No watching. Yeah. Evan, it looks like we have the same chair, man. Chair press. Oh, Ikea. Yeah. Oh, yours has some... Does mine do that? What's up and down? Oh, wow. You have a better one. It's fancier. Ooh. Um, so Evan, tell me a little bit about why, uh, you know, why you guys decided to come on stream, which thank you, by the way. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Um, I, well, we recently moved cities together. Uh, okay. we've been in a relationship for like five years, um, okay. coming up about five years. Um, we're 22, kind of young. Um, and I, w I wouldn't say there's a, like, urgent issue that arises sure. it's there's much more of a um sort of passive uh background feelings i think that we have uh okay about it and like insecurities and kind of yeah the the, the question we posed of when to break up which is not something either of us actively want like we, okay. we very much feel in love and on the our day-to-day -day is like usually very good and uh productive and uh, okay cohesive work we work well together we communicate well um but there are things that arise over time where they're just sort of like no-go zones i guess um mm. and that's a that great way to put it has put like yeah frustration in me over time because uh and personally i am much more like focused in on the thing once once I know the no go zone I, I get fixated with it over time and I okay res respect it to a degree but once it comes up I uh it's hard for me to have any other perspective on it than the one that we left off on if that sure makes sense yeah so let me just make sure I understand you so it sounds like there's some you know the day-to-day -day interaction in your relationship is good um it sounds like you guys love each other and there's some taboo topics yes. and, and so you guys sort of, it sounds like y'all don't talk about them because that usually leads to conflict. So you guys have realized for the sake of harmony, we're going to steer clear of that area. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's PVE zones and there's PVP zones. 
Yes. Good. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so you're like, okay, we don't want to play PvP. But the problem is that those seem to be on some level important things. And now you know that there's like some zone that's like taboo. That issue never gets settled. So it's kind of weighing on you. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you... oh, and yeah. it uh, increases over time almost. And especially given like the recent like moving, there's uh, there's much more like on the line, I guess. So those. Okay. Um, can you There's tell us, more. can you be a little bit more specific? So, like, what's an example of a no-go zone? Um, I think, uh, like, breaking up or sort of, uh, like, talking about the end of something where they're, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's very, like, either <laughs> together forever or it happens at some point. And I feel a certain like uh yeah that 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 bothers me i guess um what bothers you uh like the fact that it has to end and go like one way or the other um okay and i know and i yeah like lot every day i can be like okay well you take it one day at a time you you make today a good day yada yada but um and like there's some other like different uh I don't want to get too specific, but different ways we care for our mental health. She might do something and uh, treat herself one way. I might do it another. Um, and so we're talking about self care and the way that you guys differ, like the yes. way that you know. There's, so there are differences in the ways that you care for yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, okay. I and where I'll, I just have an opinion on something and I uh, think she shouldn't, do, and I, I understand this plot saying, but that's not the way she should be uh, approaching the problem, sort of. And okay. I get, um, it, it, again, like when- She shouldn't be doing something. Yeah, whenever the topic comes up, I stay at that stance, even okay. though I, I'm trying to be supportive and like, dynamic and see the perspectives and, and just supportive of however she thinks she needs to be. I, I find myself being incredibly curious about what you're saying and at the same time also wanting to respect your privacy if, around uh, that. If you can give me like five seconds, sure. I, I don't think she'd have a problem with me mentioning what it is, but I just want to make sure Great. it's okay with her. Yep. Thank you. That's solid, by the way. That's what we want, right? All right, we got the green light. Okay, so what are we talking um, about? Well done, by the way, uh, Evan. Thank you. Yeah, I do my best. Um, uh, antidepressants. We'll okay. Say. Like, she. This is not a medical stream. I know that. Um, but she will, uh, you know, going through a hard time. One of her ways of like, she's on them and particularly rough period. Chose to like increase. Um, after, and I guess my perspective on it is she's been on them forever for a very long time. And I've always seen the goal as like decreasing those, like not having a dependence or, um, Mm -hmm. like think, think, 
things will be good for a very long period of time, but she's still taking them, and that seems odd to me. Okay. Um, so yeah, if that adds. Okay. That so and and how up. how do you care for yourself when you're going through a rough time? Um, I I mean, like any other gamer, I'd say I I withdraw, okay. I I hide, I um, yeah, have had less not much lately, but used to recreationally drug use um and generally kind of like suppressing and uh <laughs> that kind of stuff and sure like healthier ways of doing this i think are really just like talking to people i've found and having relationships helps me a ton in processing those in a good way instead sure. of just not thinking about them playing league of legends you all noob <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like sometimes you guys have um, kind of arguments about perspectives around taking medication and, uh, you know, being dependent on substances. Um, and so that's kind of one of the no-go zones. It sounds like another no-go zone is sort of talking about where your relationship is going. Yeah, um... And this ventures into sort of uh, like, yeah, the the expectations of relationships. I, like we've okay. always, we've always. What kind of expectations uh, are we talking about? Um, like when we first started dating, we we both used this phrase that we big picture liked each other. We we like liked each other on the big. It wasn't like just like oh, you're fun to hang out with a couple times a week. We really like, know this is, we really like each other. And the timing in our lives was such that we could uh, think on that level. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, worked really well. And she's in school, I'm not, I just work. Um, and we've chugged along with this, but there is, um, yeah, I, I guess I feel like an expectation to live up to that me five years ago who was saying that sometimes. And I'm sorry, what were you saying exactly? Oh, that like, um, and it, that we like big picture like each other, that we're in this for the long haul, that we know that we okay. may not always like each other, but we love each other sort of. Okay. In it for the long haul. And so do you feel bound by making that commitment years ago? Um, I feel a responsibility. I feel, I guess I feel bound by that responsibility too. And what is the responsibility? Um, to be there for her. And would breaking up with her mean not being there for her? Yes. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, and I, you've got me, uh, they, it does. Do I have, what is it? Oh, no, because I, I, uh, I, I imagine it, I don't see it going, us breaking up in a, like, peaceful, we can still be friends kind of way, even though I think we're mostly friends more than, like, lovers or anything. Um, that I, do, I don't know how, what that would look like at all to be able to support her but not be dating. And, and so, it, I mean... So Evan, I'm going to say something that may be judgmental, but I'm just going to toss it out there, okay? You got to let me know if it's it makes you feel bad or if it's wrong. 
So I'm, I'm hearing that a major reason you're in the relationship is out of a sense of responsibility as opposed to like wanting to be in the relationship itself. Um, yeah, I, I think that's more my cynical view of time at times. Sure. Uh, well said. And there is, uh, like, I, and then there's, I, I, obviously I think, or not obviously, uh, I've, I've learned throughout time going to therapy and things that the value of relationships and that I need relationships and that they do just improve my life, even if it seems hard in the short run. Um, so I, uh, yeah, and there's, there's some other thing there of like, uh, being too comfortable in this and like knowing how it's going to go and it's, it's safe because it is how it's always been for the past while instead of the scary unknown. And how do you feel about that? Um, I, I do feel like I should, at, at times I feel like I should sacrifice what I have, the, the comfort that I have um, to, to get something better, I guess, mm-hmm. is the idea that I hear a lot. Um, but also at the same time, when I think of what that actually looks like and actually going through that, it doesn't feel like something I want. I, I, I feel like it would be a mistake. Okay. Can I think for a second? Please. Okay, here's what I'm hearing. So it sounds like your relationship is good for a lot of reasons. Um, You know, it sounds like you guys have been together for five years and you said you're 22. So you guys got together when you were 17. Yep. Um, You know, early on, y'all were very much in love and it sounds like y'all are still in love. And you made kind of as 17 year olds do broad commitments. We're going to do it for the rest of our life. Um, you also recognize, and so years have gone on, you guys have gotten through a lot together. You've moved in together. Uh, you know, like any relationship, you guys have your challenges, but I'm hearing that there's a lot of good stuff there. I'm hearing that for your own stability, that being in a relationship is important. I'm hearing that the relationship has become comfortable, safe, dependable, um, Maybe there's more. I'm getting the sense that something is missing from your relationship. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Maybe there is something missing. Maybe there isn't. We can get to that in a second. But overall, it seems like the relationship is good. It sounds like Alexa is a is a, maybe your best friend. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and so you know, there's a lot of good stuff there. What I'm hearing from you, Evan, is a but. But, so like if we think about life, do we want to choose the road that's safe? 
there's a, there's a path of certainty and safety, and there's a path of uncertainty. There's a path, there's like a risk, like a high risk and a low risk option. And what I'm hearing you kind of struggle with is like, how do you know when you should do something that like you kind of know is good for you versus how do you grow? Because what I'm really hearing from you is that like you're not growing in this relationship anymore. Yes, I, I think that's very accurate. Right? And, and that's tricky because like how much of this relationship, sure. I mean, this is what I envision. It's kind of like, you know, there's the waters around our island, which we know well and which are safe. But at what point do you decide to like pack as much food as you can into your boat and sail into the horizon and see what you can find? Is that how you feel? Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially with another person involved, the the decision gets like muddied very quickly because... How I, does another person muddy the decision? Well, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I feel that I should take her feelings into account, right? I feel like uh, even I need to yeah, venture off into uncertainty and I'm like, well, there's plenty of other ways I can do that. That doesn't necessarily mean like ending this relationship. You can install like, Dota, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I just started playing Counter Strike, and that's I'm like, a new new way to waste my time. Cool. Um, but there's yeah. So, sorry, I, I lost the point. No, I mean, so you were saying that when another person gets involved, it gets complicated. So like how like so how does taking her feelings into account how does that complicate things? Um, well, I'd say because there's there's no like one to one on my feeling versus your feeling like and mm -hmm. obviously one one individual another individual but the like levels of feeling and the attachments and the like need for someone else at a certain time and it um the like specificity of thinking about uh like Changing things up gets okay overwhelming. That was okay. a bad sentence. But. So, so, so what I'm hearing is that the details of how you go off sailing into the sunset become really complicated when you have to think about someone else. Yeah, yeah, and especially the I think the feelings have arose at this time. Because Which feelings? We, uh, those the feelings of uncertainty and um, like almost like lost possibilities like that I'm like yeah committed on a path now of some certainty having like moved in together in a new city mm -hmm. hmm. how does it feel to have lost those possibilities um, it's it like it, it hurts it hurts my ego or, or something inside of me where it I I want to like do a lot whatever that means um and like I have yeah friends who have done things for the same period of time that I've like been in this relationship and I almost do one-to-one -one compare those things where I'm like well they have this degree or this project or this like organization going and I have a relationship cool yeah, I'm a little bit, um, help me understand what, 
how the relationship interferes with, let's say, having a degree or a project? Uh, right. I think, yeah, yeah, I, I think, and maybe I'm getting too abstract, but I think it is like an identity thing of feeling some tie to be a similar person to who I was when this started. What does that mean? Um, like, I, I mean, at the time we met, it was last year of high school. And I was like, nope, not going to college. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work. I'm, I worked at a restaurant and I, I'm independence, very like, I'm gonna read books and philosophize on my own and like, be this uh, individual. And I like that I've, voice you did when you said philosophize <laughs> on my own. Yeah, you can always do it. It's fun. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess there's, I just, I guess I'm not yet sure why I feel like there's less or less yeah opportunities available to me, but I, okay. I do feel like there's less opportunities available to me because I'm in this. Okay. 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 So you sound to me like you're feeling like you're stagnating or shackled in some way. I wouldn't use those words, but yes, the feeling is, <laughs> yeah. feeling is spot on. Yeah. So what words would you use? Um, I, I mean, I would say uh, stuck or um, kind of dormant. Oh, dormant is a good one. Ooh, I like that one. I'm going to have to start using that one more. So much and more the, positive than stuck. Yes, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very good at you're reading philosophy books on your own. Ah. <laughs> um, okay. And and so can you help me understand like what happens when you go into a no-go zone? When you switch from co-op to versus? What yeah, does that yeah, look it's, like? It is like, it's almost as if the lights change and the like spotlight comes down on us. And um, the, I mean, what it literally is, is very much like, attention arises and we both are sort of usually not saying anything because we both know the, the space that we're okay. going to be entering. We both know like the scripts that we usually go down, which is like, okay, why, like, yeah, why did you increase that? Or like, well, you're going to have to go down or like, so you're going to be on it forever. You know, like there's, there's kind of things um, and very much, waiting for someone to make a move and sort of, and then maybe like, you guys like circling each other. Yeah. You like maybe like provoke them and you're like, hello, like, hello, you know, you try to get them to come out a bit. Um, make them to make the first move so you can counterattack. Exactly. Yeah. No, we always, we're, and we're both like good so argumentative people. So it's a lot of posturing, but not, it doesn't, um, we, we, have like engaged and had like large fights and crying and everything. What is and, that? How does, how do you guys have a large fight? What does that look like? Um, I mean, it is mostly talking. I don't, we raise our voices not too much. We're not big yellers and mm -hmm. violent people. But like what, what um, gets said? 
Like, what is an actual argument? Like, if I were to watch this for five minutes, what would it look like? Um, it would look like me sitting like a armchair philosopher, just kind of like trying to, as if I do have the divine knowledge of what is what should and shouldn't be done. Um, her much more like fidgeting or she is much more likely to like get up and leave like either to a different room or the house or um take the dog for a walk or something and um i think she is much more like expressive and i i call her out for calling me names often even though the names probably are fitting at times um what does she say or just like asshole jerk uh okay douche you know um thing and because yeah and it is like i'm and, trying to maintain and what I, are you, I, what are you doing that may that makes asshole warranted um acting as if i know the answer i'd say but you feel like you know the answer in those moments yes yes <laughs> which is why it's frustrating <laughs> you know it's interesting because what i'm what i'm envisioning is almost like a courtroom where you're the judge that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. No, like like she's picture. sitting down there and you're sitting up there in your armchair in relative and relative theatrics and I'm <laughs> yeah. just like making the final judgment. Yep. And I, I and I that's also kind of a thing is I uh, like retrospectively or reflectively uh don't like that version of myself that like is trying to be more powerful than her in, in some mm -hmm. way that's trying to like maintain control and like embarrass her or something. Yeah. Where does that version of yourself come from? Um, I, I'd say I'm a, I'm a youngest of, I have three older sisters, which uh, helps. I helps in just like communicating with her. But um, I have always been like a very re reserved. They all talk and discuss, and I'm much more of the like sit there and then add a joke at the end or add a comment kind of thing. Um, sort of observational nature, I'd say. Okay, let me actually ask you kind of one or two other questions if that's okay i'm going to switch gears yeah. for a second can okay. you tell me what uh the no-go zone of talking about y'all's relationship looks like how does that conversation go uh like breaking up you mean? yep um it's uh very that, that's much more like sad <laughs> It's much more like crying in bed, like holding each other, kind of like a supportive, like less of an argument and more of a like um, joint feeling. How do you guys get there? That's what I like. Okay. You know, is uh, it like, how yeah, was work yeah. today? It was good. Do you want to get into bed and cry while we hold each other and think about breaking? <laughs> That's only on the weekends. Um, <laughs> Uh, you got a very funny one. Very funny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there's usually 
some yeah you obviously there's some sort of trigger for all of this yeah. um and usually i think it's pretty variable it's not we're not usually based on any tell like, me the no, last time that okay. you guys wound up in bed crying together and how that conversation started um i think i i brought up the like what, what initiated it all was like i my feeling was that we're too much friends that like okay. i feel like we're roommates almost okay and so what that was the feeling what happened uh i i mean about that i think she her initial response was kind of so you said to her different. i feel like we're roommates yeah okay she said back like um what do you mean like is this like a do you mean like is it not enough like together time doing things uh like kind of inquiring more and i said i i, I reply that it's just much more of a feeling of, of <laughs> the whole relationship you know i kind of drop a yeah it's kind of a more of try yeah i guess just expressing my feeling instead of um right doing anything and then she'll say like so what do you mean by that like so it, what can i do she you know she kind of looks for something to do and i said like, there's like and then maybe i'll like throw some things out there but um she'll talk or she'll start going on uh like bringing things up from the past of like instances where we were like good or bad in like or we were good friends or we were like not good friends or um and so, so it sounds I think, like I think she tries to refute your point yeah yeah and it would like sort of give me her the things that come to her mind of like why that's clearly not the case got it and why from like her perspective obviously okay. we're not friends because friends wouldn't do this or that um it's just that there's a higher tier of relationship to it sure. um and i think it's like there that like my feeling versus her facts um sort of just like saddens us because i'm i'm like well i have this like this is all i have to offer to you um and she's like well i was living in this world and now you're telling me that you were living in this world um and that like we both want we both want like and then kind of like the the presupposition of wanting to be together is never in question it's always just like then it just gets very sad because we feel like that's yeah crumbling in some way what's crumbling um our love or like our uh understanding of each other our ability to relate okay and help me understand a little bit about what your perspective is on antidepressants and it um oh, and uh, you, i mean you don't have to I, I would encourage you to not worry about judgment uh although i imagine that can be hard but generally speaking i just genuinely because I, I think understanding how you feel about things um 
kind of is very important without judgment. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll start with my experience of antidepressants, sure. um, which was very much, I mean, it was, I was a depressed gamer <laughs> doing depressed gamer things. Um, right off. And the, I, I feel like my, the antidepressants at the time almost blurred everything more where it was just like a more monotone existence of what I was already doing. Um, mm -hmm. Very like, yeah, the dulling effect. I think I was taking, I took two or three different of the most common varieties. Um, and then like, yeah, went through a few mental health institutions. They were throwing the kitchen sink at me and everything. And I think I came out the other end still having a feeling, but also having like a confidence what I gained from all of that was not like a prescription or um, a diagnosis or anything, but it was like a confidence in myself to like, okay, well, none of these idiots could do it. None of these drugs actually did anything. Um, but like, I am the one who can choose to do stuff and like make a life I want or whatever. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess I just see them very much as a crutch and as a way of lifting the bottom up to a place where they can start to be helped. Like there, cause I, there is, there is a bottom that mm -hmm. I've been at and I have seen people at where like, yeah, you just need more, uh, serotonin and you need more dopamine or whatever. And when we like, are on trips and like there's months and months and months where everything is like fantastic. It's like it, I, I like, I think I like to think that I'm very mindful of like what I eat and what I put in my body and the idea of like taking something that makes you feel better while like everything is good around you seems uh, drone-ish to me. It seems very like just doing what you are supposed to. Okay. What what the doctor ordered, which is not, I guess, in authority I necessarily okay. like. Okay. So I'm I'm detecting you know something of your independence streak coming up here too. Right? This idea yes. that I'm gonna study philosophy on my own and be independent and fuck the doctors, the establishment, and I don't wanna be a drone. Yes, exactly. Very much. <laughs> Cool. So what goes through your mind when you see uh, Alexa upping her dose? And does she up it herself or her doctor tells her to increase? Uh, I mean, the most recent one and why this is relevant was her reaching out for it, um, okay. which, yeah, aggravated me more than if it was just a doctor telling you because I, I understand just listening what to aggravates you doctor. about her reaching out to her doctor um well i thought the like there's clear indicators during the time period where she was feeling worse like she was just spending a lot of time with her family who really stresses her out and trains her and asks a lot of her um and not like we moved but she had to leave town to go help them for a while and not having a home and there's so many more circumstantial things to me that that seems like just a random like it, it 
it'd be like, uh, I think it's like taking a, t or it, it's just not, doesn't seem like a relevant um, level to be adjusting. It doesn't seem like a skill you need to be boosting right now. It's to me, that's it, just kind of a, uh, you're only like increasing the like dependence Okay. when you could very much just like take some time, reorient yourself and um, start from there because I get, and I guess this all is like, I have some idea that the goal is to be off of them. And okay. I see that as a, like a step, step in the wrong back. direction. Yeah. Yeah. Evan, do you feel like Alexa understands you? Um, I think she understands me the best of anyone. I, I think I won't, I'll give you the short version of like, I grew up not feeling very understood by my mom. Uh, my parents were divorced and we did like a week at one house, a week at the other house. And I felt like my dad understood me very well, but my mom totally didn't. Um, and there's this eternal like hiding from people, presenting a certain facade um, to like everyone most of the time. And in order to, uh, protect myself, I guess, or something. Okay. And I, I think she understands a lot of me, but almost that, that almost, um, when she says things that imply that she understands what I'm going through, that almost angers me because I, so I'm like, no, you don't actually get it. Like, this is actually a new thing. I'm going to ask you again, does she understand you? Not entirely. Okay. Okay. So. Is this relationship safe for you? I feel safe in it. Is this relationship good for you? That's the question. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, yeah, what I've felt both sides of that. Okay. Do you want to be in this relationship? Um, I, I feel like I want to, I guess, I think that ties into, um, whether it's good for me. I feel like I want things that are good for me. Um, so. I want to be in it, but I also don't want to be doing things that are bad for me. Okay. Are you afraid that if you are in this relationship, you won't live the life that you're supposed to live? Yes. Okay. So I think that's the crux of it is what I'm getting from you. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Any questions for me? Why is the, what's what's up with the chairs today behind you? You've chairs oh, behind you. Yeah, um, I think that you know I'm just, we're still sort of moving in, okay. so I also have a couple of boxes that need to be cleared out. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean it's just more furniture in my office. Nothing. No, 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 no other questions regarding my relationship. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I, I think I've kind of heard, uh, I think you've done an awesome job of kind of representing what you're going through. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I feel like I'm ready to kind of get some of Alexa's perspective. And I also want to make sure that we have enough time to talk to the two of you together. So if there's something that, is there anything that you feel like we didn't cover or left out or sort of didn't get to that you want to share? Um, I, I don't want to spend much time on it, but uh, the, I guess I'd say like being a gamer dating a non-gamer um, is a interesting thing and um, that like, I, I was generic Twitch chat user um, and at a certain point, um, like I, nothing changed. I just, ha I just fell into this relationship and I still feel that way. And I guess more so I'm just saying like to everybody that it, uh, it yeah, being in a relationship isn't like, isn't fixing anything hmm. it, or isn't going to fix you inherently. Like the, the you-ness is still there for sure. Okay. Okay, cool. Can you call Alexa in? Yes, we will switch. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. So any takers on the idea that the reason that he's not moving forward in life is going to be because he plays too, video, too many video games from Alexa's perspective? Because he didn't really talk about the video games. I'm curious whether we're going to see video games. Hey, uh, I guess you can't, can't hear me yet. Ooh. Hey, Alexa. Hello, did I get a good review? Uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, oddly enough, we didn't really talk much about it. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. Um, but, uh, Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about your understanding of why we're talking today? Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I think this, like, starts with the fact that, like, Evan and I live very different lives, but we're together because we have similar values and morals, and we obviously, like, care about each other, and we love each other very much. Um, but I think there is this, like, looming idea that, um since because we live or because we live such different lives um perhaps we aren't compatible for a long term um i know like when we started dating people always made like comments about uh, how different we were and like both of our families did um yeah and i guess like me a data point of why i think this is a problem is um so like we love each other, but we will have like moments of like very intense animosity towards one another, which sure. I think is like common in relationships. But um, yeah, we can't ever really like talk through these things. So like, if like, I guess this happens a lot, like I'll be talking too loudly in a restaurant and like, it is probably too loudly. And I'm like, babe, be quiet. And I'll just be like, why are you telling me what to do? Like, leave me alone. And then we just like, don't talk like for like the remainder of dinner or whatever. So it's weird because we communicate so well together most of the time, but we just can't get over these incidences that are, I think are tied to our long-term looming questions of compatibility. Okay. 
Can you give us, that was a great example. Can you give us another example of how animosity develops between you two? Um, yeah. Okay. Like so many to choose from. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay. Let's, oh, okay. This is a good one. Um, so like, I feel like definitely previous before quarantine I like come and go a lot and I like like to be busy probably to a fault um but I always like to be doing something be out of the house like rarely find me just chilling um and I'd be like bopping in and out of the house and Evan would be like playing games and I would just kind of like wait in the kitchen to say hi or like pop my head in um and like stand in the kitchen or something kind of like waiting I I don't know and I think he feels just like I think he internalizes that like maybe he's playing video games too long but I think I genuinely don't care uh because I realize I just fill my time by probably some negative way being too busy and he fills his time playing video games I think in a similar way but then he'll come out and be like there's just like this weird mood that like we aren't really like we're talking around each other instead of talking at each other. Um, then it's like, I think sometimes Evan is like quick to um, react quicker than I am. And then I'm like, well, I'll meet you there. I just won't talk to you. Like, and it's very adaptive behavior. I what, know. What do you mean meet, meet him where? Like at his like crappy mood, <laughs> his like okay. quick to react nature. And, At times. and when you say you're ta- you're kind of circling around something, what are you all circling around? Each other, which is probably the problem. Um, like, okay. he never, yeah. So, so this is really helpful and I'm missing, I'm losing you somewhere or I'm, I'm losing track. So I kind of get that. Okay. So it sounds like you kind of pop home, like you're doing something. You kind of mm-hmm. come home. He's mm-hmm. gaming. So you're like, I don't know why I would sit around. So then you leave again. Mm-hmm. You do something for a little while, you come back. Yeah. And then what is, how do you guys start to circle or interact? Because it sounds like somewhere in there a foul mood is brewing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the problem is like, we don't know where it starts. And um, so like, I would be standing in the kitchen, like making lunch or something. And he would come out and be like, hey, babe, how are you doing? And I'm like, good. How are you? And like, good. And then both just like look at each other and then it's almost like I feel unwelcome so like I give him like the cold shoulder or like negative body language um or we'll like what what kind of thoughts do you have about him uh like in those moments yeah um I think I react so negatively to that because I feel like perhaps I'm being judged for the busy nature in which I live my life. And um, let's see, uh, probably also that I would like to come home and be like a warmly embraced. <laughs> yeah. And I know like logically, like, he's in the middle of the game. He can't come up. And I know I'm his priority in his life, but like in those moments, I can't be the priority. So these are things I logically know, but somewhere along the line. Okay. 
judged for the busy nature of your life. Do you feel judged for the busy nature of your life? <laughs> uh, I think um, I think before I started dating Evan, I thought of this as like a positive characteristic that mm -hmm. I would never stop. Um, but I am becoming more and more aware of how I use my like enjoyment of being busy as a way to not deal with my issues. So um, when I am around Evan, who lives a very like quiet life, I think he doesn't like I find joy like going out of the house and doing things and he just doesn't. So I think it's like my lifestyle is juxtaposed to his very staunchly in those moments. So what do you use your busy lifestyle as a coping mechanism for? <laughs> um, well, I think, um, I think that if I'm busy, I have like no time to not be okay or to like not be um like if i'm busy i can't process my emotions i can just like file them and then like obviously this is a problem when i'm not busy then like everything comes like crashing to the ground and what kind of stuff comes crashing to the ground when you're not busy um well mm, or is that the kitchen scenario you described <laughs> no, that's not the kitchen scenario. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, what kind of stuff? Are you looking for like behavior? Are you like, like so? When, when you're not busy, what happens? So you're saying that you use busy as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm, Maybe it mm -hmm. sounds like he uses gaming as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Mm. So when I'm not busy. I'm like sad. Um, what are you sad about? <laughs> everything that I haven't uh, processed emotionally. Um, so like relationships with my family. Um, I think I like judge myself a lot for, uh, I think we all do, but um, let's see. I, um, I judge myself for not like mediating those relationships better. With your family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a, thoughts about Evan when you're standing still in y'all's relationship? Um, this is interesting. Um, I feel like Evan is like really in my corner <laughs> on life right now and understands like he listens to me a lot. He's a very good listener. Um, and I don't always feel like members of my family are able to uh, listen to me in that way. So um yeah, I think Evan's like the best cheerleader I have in my life. Wow. Um, yeah. Sounds like he I'm supports you very well. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Um, yeah. So uh, in a selfish way, most of the time I'm not thinking about Evan. Um, but when I do, I know I like catastrophize things. So like if Evan is like quick to anger about, I guess normally like little things like, um, it was like heating up water on the stove the other day. He's like, I just hate the sound the stove makes, like, just like kind of crackles. And I was like, oh, well, like I can stop it. And he's like, no, don't do that. And I just like stop it thinking like, I'll solve this problem by like eliminating the fact that this, 
the the stove is even crackling and then he's like why did you do that like and gets angry um and then in those moments when I shut down I like begin to think like that's when like the negative thoughts about our relationship come to boil I guess come to surface is like um I think the easy things for me to think are like he's failing to see the way I see the world he's not asking questions about the way I see the world um and like uh yeah and then I lose the fact that he is the biggest advocate of me and my success in my life and I think the stove boiling is a big metaphor for the destruction of our relationship how what's the metaphor like that him like this just demonstrates his inability to see the world. I see the way I see the world. Ah, so this goes and back I, to the compatibility and living different lives. Yeah, I think so. Um, and like, I know saying that now, this isn't true, but in the moment it feels like so intense and so founded in truth. Okay. I'm going to think for just a second. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Um, uh, Alexa, when you were growing up, did you find that when you felt bad that you could change something about your behavior that would make people less angry with you? Um, I think I was a mediator in our family. Um, I have two older sisters. My parents had a, very very turbulent marriage if you would even call it that uh until they got divorced when i was in uh high school um so i always let yeah so you always what uh i always felt some responsibility to like peace keep the household like getting in between altercations i wasn't involved in or like i just like wanted my family to be happy and didn't understand why they couldn't be Okay. And when, when Evan is like, just, you know, hanging around and he says the the sound of the water boiling is so annoying. Mm-hmm. What Do you know what your first feeling in response to that is? Uh, like fear that, um, my actions are gonna make us have a bad day. Like my actions of like choosing to boil water which like as i say it i know is ridiculous sure sure sure. Uh, but yeah if i'm being honest that would be it yeah do you ever get the feeling that he has one foot out the door (laughs) no okay (laughs) like yeah uh he didn't have to move with me uh and that's probably why i feel some guilt like he absolutely did not have to. like i was even like contemplating uh beginning my grad program here if uh evan wasn't up to the move um but yeah he sacrificed a lot to be with me okay hmm. um hmm. so he sacrifices a lot to be with you yeah what do you think he gives up um living close to his friends um uh like time like he definitely 
could gain more if I wasn't around. Um, How much does he gain? Uh, I think it depends. Um, like for a while he had like a break in work and he was like, I think he was playing, oh, I don't even know what he was playing, but something a lot of hours a day. Um, and like, how, how many hours per week? <laughs> um, I'm not really like keeping a time on it. Ball maybe parking. like a part time. I don't know. Maybe like we've been moving. I don't know. So like when he games, I think it's probably like a part time job. Okay, so I, I'm a little bit. So I'm just trying to get a sense of like what his day looks like. So okay, yeah, I can tell you what his day looks like. So he would like wake up, make breakfast, and then we would like go for a walk together, or he would like, and then we come home and there'd be some downtime, and he would game. And then I would try to find something to fill the rest of my day. Like I'd go okay. to the gym or like walk my dog again. Or like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so I, I'm, are, are we talking like five hours a day on average? More or less? Probably Is less it... than that. Okay. Yeah. Um, feels like more to me because I mean, what I'm hearing is like, you do something in the morning and then you find something to fill the rest of your day, which then sort of implies to me that he's gaming for the rest of the day. I don't know that that's a fair assumption. Like we always eat dinner together. Okay. Um, and Evan, like, it's a very good cook. I'm very spoiled. <laughs> uh, so he what makes dinner for... Specialties? Yeah. Uh, well, he's really into like, uh, like Korean street cooking now. So Sounds I'm legit. eating all of these. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he has like bought tools off Amazon and stuff now. So now I know it's like official. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> very spoiled. Yeah. He makes, yeah. Uh, so I eat some like very impressive dish for dinner and then we'll like spend the rest of the evening, like watching Netflix together, or, like going for another walk or something. Okay. And then he used to, he's like trying to regulate his sleep schedule right now. Um, but like after I like to go to bed really early, um, but he would like often stay up really late and play games. And I think that bothered him that we lit had such different like schedules, but now seems Does to be- Does that bother you? What? Does that bother you? Uh, <laughs> um, like yes and no. Um, so I used to work morning shifts that would start at 6 a.m. So I would like be up by five and like sometimes he would still be up and he would like make me breakfast. So that was pretty dope. Um, but I mean like when he sleep, if he would sleep in the middle of the day, it would be uh, sometimes difficult. Like sometimes I would find myself saying like, um, like why can't you be awake when the rest of the world is? Um, and that's just a difference I think I fundamentally can't understand. Um, hmm. Okay. Because I don't like to function at night. I don't know. Yeah. So Alexa, you know, I'm just going to point something out. So like, it seems strange to me that you're saying he plays and maybe this is just, I just want to clarify, but like I'm envisioning, you know, if you go to bed, maybe around 10 and you wake up at five and he's still awake at five, like that's seven hours right there. 
right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right. And I think some days uh, that is true. And I think it's hard for me to pin down these sure. hours uh, because it like sometimes he'll really be into a game and be playing a lot with his friends. And like sometimes he won't like we've been moving. So there's been no time to play video sure. games for the past like couple weeks or so month probably. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you is that you don't think his gaming is really a problem. Um, I think that's accurate. And I also would probably preface that with like, I know his mom has made such a big deal about his gaming in his life that like, I don't want to be his mother. Um, and it's not my job to tell an adult how they should spend their time. So do you if, think he should be spending his time differently? It's one thing to not tell him, but do you think he should be spending his time differently? I think he utilizes his time in the best way he thinks he can. And if he can't, he'll ask me for help. And yes, like, hey, babe, can you wake me up when you get up in the morning? And I'm like happy to step in and help then. Okay, um, so I asked you the question, do you think that there's a problem? And you said, I think he thinks that there isn't a problem. And when he thinks there's a problem, he asks for my help. Oh, man. Normally I can pull off these tactics, Dr. K. <laughs> right, so what do you think, Alexa? Um, I think perhaps he would be happier if he had a more balanced life where he could enjoy playing video games in a smaller amount of time every day and not feel as guilty about it. So I'm, I'm detecting you've said this a couple of times. So you're picking up that he feels guilty for the amount that he games. Yes. Now, see, that's interesting because that puts you in a weird situation. Uh, yeah, it's definitely difficult to navigate, but I think I'm willing, like, I think I'm more readily able to navigate this space because of, like, my uh, role in my family model growing up. Yep. So, so which yeah. is conflict avoidance mediation, <laughs> right? So here's, here's what I think is tricky about your situation, Alexa. On the one hand, so it sounds like you understand him pretty well. You care about him and you support mm -hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I'm hearing from you basically because you're not saying you're stepping around this, but I, I suspect that you think that his gaming is negatively impacting him in some way. And even if we take that off the table, at least we can acknowledge that he sometimes thinks that. Now that puts yeah. you in a weird situation because if you want to support him in his goals and help him feel less guilty, then you're kind of stuck because if you start pushing him in that direction, then you become his mom. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's not my job to parent an adult, yeah. Yeah, so that sounds tricky because even if you want to help him, it, it maybe turns into looking like his mom very, very quickly. So I'm not quite sure what mm -hmm. you would do in that situation. Like, I don't know how to navigate that, right? Um, yeah, that's correct. I think probably if I was more straightforward, uh, we would probably would be having a different conversation today. Um, so here's the other thing, uh, Alexa, that I'm just going to toss out there. I don't know if this is legit or not, but I've gotten the sense that you speak very, very protectively and positively of him. And, and so that's cool. Like, I think everything you say is genuine. And at the same time, sometimes when people do that, it's like they're almost compensating for something else that they're not saying. Right. So like, like, do you feel like there are things, ways that you feel about him that maybe because we're on the internet, 
you don't feel comfortable sharing, which is totally legit. It's just like, you know, here's the picture that I'm getting, right? He's, he's a guy who has moved across whatever for you, um, you know, cooks you Korean street food, is thoughtful and caring, and sounds like in some ways the perfect boyfriend. Sometimes he plays a little bit too much. Sometimes you show up at home and you're kind of like twiddling your thumbs for a little bit and he's like kind of not responsive. And you recognize that, you know, he can't pause the game to come and say hi to you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he can't stop playing. And then you kind of like, you're kind of living your life and he's sort of living his life. And it sounds like every now and then you guys like meet at a train station and hang out for a little bit. And then you guys board your separate trains and then you, you know, and, and that's the picture that you're painting to me, which seems very positive, but I'm I'm getting like, there's like something underneath the surface here that you guys aren't able to talk about. And I'm not even sure if you're really, I, I can't tell if you're not aware or if I'm reading too much into it or you're not saying something. Does that make sense? Cause like so far it sounds like an awesome relationship, which in a lot of ways it clearly is. Yeah. I think, um, Maybe the thing you're missing is, um, yeah, most of the time we function well together and we live and inhabit our space as well. Um, but when we clash, it's like a huge problem. And, um, like we probably, uh, avoid talking about, um long-term compatibility because we're scared of the idea that like we could not like it's possible we're not compatible in the long term and then when these clashes happen there's like fallout for days and what does fallout look like uh like not sleeping in the same bed um sometimes i'll like go to my mom's house um what are the conversations? Go, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, what's the conversation what are the, about? What, what are the conversations about not being compatible look like? Um, well, like the most recent thing I recollect is um, I don't even know how we. I said something like, my memory's hazy, so I'll do my best to recreate this, but I said something like, um, I don't know, it just annoys me when you treat me like that. And then whatever. And then he's like, well, do you really want me to come up with something about why I think I do that? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he said, well, I just think you're an annoying person. <laughs> uh, and like for someone who tries so hard to foster their image to the world, I think I try much harder than Evan probably does. Like, was like, uh, wrecked my presumptions about our relationship um and it's like really that shouldn't matter I think like that comment what um, shouldn't matter that he thinks I'm annoying why shouldn't that matter I'm confused like I think I would try to justify and say like if anybody else said this I wouldn't care but uh yeah it matters because um yeah Evan's kind of my person Mm-hmm. Alexa, yeah. I get the sense that you, yeah, you're very protective of him. It, it's strange. I, I think sometimes you place his opinion above your own. 
But that does sound incredibly hurtful because it sounds like he's making a judgment about you as a person. Yeah. I've heard that feedback um, from some friends as well. What feedback? Um, that they think uh, I like lower my view on the totem pole in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, help me understand how we get to the him saying you're an annoying person. Um... Okay, I actually have no idea what actually happened before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, If I can give you, like, a general gist of, like, okay. something that would happen, um, would be, like, uh, so, like, something happens, Evan is, like, quick to anger and kind of, like, snaps, um, and then I either, like, shut down or I'm, like, let's, let's brawl, bro, like, let's mm. do this, um, and so, yeah, then I probably was like, well, wh why are you even treating me like this? Like, you're treating me like trash. Like, this is not nice. I don't like being treated like that. And then, like, you know, then it all comes tumbling out. And then he probably legitimately, I don't know if he knows or knows. I know it's something he works on that okay. is, like, quickness to anger. Um, but, um yeah, and then he'll, like, produce something in response that he probably really thinks, and I'm not ready to hear it. Okay. Um, I just want to point out, so, like, you know, you did you do this thing where you'll point out a flaw he has, like, he's quick to anger, and then you follow it up with, I know it's something he's working on. So I think that's what, what people are protect presenting is, like, or detecting. Like, that's what I detect is, like, a sense of protection. Because whenever you kind of point out, you also, it's like you're, it's, you kind of mentioned that you're concerned about image. And I wonder if you're protecting his image too, by sort of pointing out, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, I just, I think it's reflexive in your mind that anytime you kind of have a negative, like you have to balance it with a positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Called out. Um, and I appreciate you telling me this. Um, yeah. I think I do this. Obviously, it's a coping mechanism. Sure. Um, and I think in the home I grew up in, yep. that was like the only thing I could do to like yep. convince myself I was okay. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah. here's the concern that I have around that. So I think that you guys have a lot of stuff under the surface. And as long as your mind when your mind sees a negative and it puts up a positive, it removes the need to actually have any discussion because on balance, everything's okay. And then things kind of get propagated. And then I think you wind up kind of where you are. And I'm not saying that you guys are in the situation because of you alone. It's mm -hmm. a group, you know, you guys are this team game. And, and, and so I'm just, I'm noticing that there's like a certain amount of, maybe this is what your friends sort of say about putting yourself lower on the totem pole. I, I don't yeah. know if it's like, Sure, you can call it a self-esteem thing, but I, I think just it, in a way you've learned how to see positive, like to see the silver lining of a cloud, because otherwise life would be bleak. Yeah, damn, that hits home. Yeah, and and I think the challenge here is that like sometimes life is bleak. <laughs> 
right? Mm-hmm. And and we have to acknowledge, or it's it's my it's my experience that really the way that we fix problems is like you know if my sink pipe is busted and there's water going everywhere, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, at least I don't have to mop because like the water's cleaning the floor. You know, like that's, it's adaptive. Absolutely. I don't blame you for doing it because I think it's, it's like really a survival mechanism. And at the same time, sometimes it can allow problems to propagate. And what I'm hearing from you is that problems have propagated. I still don't know what, but it it seems like you guys are kind of getting to this place where you're thinking about long-term compatibility, which I don't even know what that means. Like, what does that mean? Like, why would you guys not be long-term compatible? What what are the ways in which you guys are different that means that you guys may not be together? Um, How are you feeling, by the way? Am I being rough on you? Yeah, I'm not feeling good, but that's okay. So let's think about that. Hold on. In what ways are you not feeling? Because I'm sorry to make you feel that way, but let's explore that. Are you okay with that? Or you want to... What are you feeling? Okay, um, I'm feeling like bad about the problems I've created. Okay. Um, and like, um, unable to do anything about them. Okay. Okay. Um, Alexa, can you listen to me? Yeah. Are you able to? Yeah. So I want to point out something that you said earlier, okay? I, I don't think things are as bad as you think they are, and I'd like to help you try to understand how. Can you run with me for a little bit? Okay. Yeah. You said earlier that when he asks you, he, when he mentions to you that the kettle makes him, he doesn't like the sound of the kettle, do you remember what you said to me about how that makes you feel? Uh, yeah. Afraid. What did you say? Of, about what? Uh, that I'm going to ruin the day. Is that how you're feeling right now? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, right? So here's the thing. It, it's, like, it's like a mode that's activated. This is the, it's fucking Alexa's fault. Right? It's the same yeah. thing. And the thing is, it, it, just as it's illogical then, it's com- it's it doesn't mean it's false, but that feeling arises. It's the same thing. You're like, oh, now I see how much I've messed up our relationship. Dude, you haven't messed up your relationship. Really. Like, I honestly believe that. I think that something, somewhere along the way, you've got some kind of programming that when someone expresses anything vaguely like a criticism... Because I think this is the other weird thing. Now, I got to be careful about this because I don't think this is your fault, but I think it's something you can change. I think sometimes Evan is actually looking for validation from you. And what you try to do is make his life better. When really all he wants you to do is sit and listen. Right? So he doesn't actually want you to change. Like he doesn't want you to change because he recognizes that it's absurd that you should turn off the kettle because he finds it annoying. Yeah. What he actually wants from you is not for you to fix his problems, but a shoulder to cry on, kind of. Mm -hmm. But something is happening where like when I point out, you know, when I start to criticize the nature of your relationship, which is, I think, what we're here for. Yeah. Right. And then this thing arises and then like kind of takes over. 
And then you're like, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. It's all my fault. And there's nothing I can do to fix it. Which is, whereas honestly, I believe the exact opposite. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And I think like this response isn't helping me as a person get what I want in my life. Uh, what I like deserve. Okay. And I'd like to not do that. Okay. Especially in my relationship with Evan. Okay. Do you blame yourself for having this response? Uh, <laughs> this huh? sound gnarly. No, this will just sound gnarly, but I blame my family. Good. That's the right people to blame. <laughs> That's Because here's, here's the concern that I had. Because remember, your response is to blame yourself, right? Yes. That's the response. My actions are going to make us have a bad day. And so then when I ask you, so here's the tricky thing, right? Like, as I point out this response to you, that same complex could arise again and say, oh, it's my fault for having this complex in the first place, which would just be the complex. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I, yeah. It's yeah. Alexa's fault complex. It's like, yeah. it's Alexa's fault dot exe. Let's open up that program. And so then when I ask you, is it Alexa's fault that you keep on opening up this exe, this fucking malware? And you're like, actually, it's my parents' fault, which means that that's not the program, which I, yeah. I agree, right? So I think that this is something that you learn to do as an adaptation, mm -hmm. that by taking all the blame onto yourself, you absolve other people of blame. And if you absolve uh, yeah. other people of blame, then that allows you to stay in some kinds of relationships. Yeah, or at least like uphold a worldview that I think is important. Yeah. Ooh, beautifully said. <laughs> right yeah um okay how are you feeling now feeling good yeah weird huh yeah no i feel a lot better thank you yeah so what happened there let's try to understand that for a second um it came up yeah and yeah how did probably... we make it probably some fairy dust i don't know <laughs> yes no. um i like stopped taking responsibility for other people's actions but how did you do that just now because i made you feel like shit there for a second Ooh. how did i do that okay because that's an important skill yo yeah that is that's one i should retain <laughs> um yeah um what did i do um, well, I, I realized like everything shitty in my life isn't always my fault. But that's what you were thinking, right? How yeah. did you realize that? How did I realize that? Because you think it's your fault. And yeah. then somehow today, just now you were able to realize it. And I, I think basically the main thing is pointing it out to you. So if you yeah. see that there's like malware on your computer and you like, you know, mm -hmm. open up your processes and you see it's there, then you can like end task that shit. Mm -hmm. So like, just try to catch this and recognize Alexa that at some mm -hmm. points you got, you're going to be interacting and then mm -hmm. it's Alexa's fucking fault gets called up. Yeah. And then, yeah. then what's going to happen is that controls you. And when that controls you, you turn off the stove. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it's Alexis, forget that I want to make tea. 
How dare I inconvenience him with sound? And then he gets infuriated because he's like, that's fucking insane. Like, your tea yeah. is more important than my inconvenience. Yeah. And and I I mean, I don't think anyone here is an asshole. It's, it's just like genuinely like this is what happens when patterns in, in our mind are operating without our knowledge. Yeah. So just try to catch it and notice it that sometimes if people say things to you that may seem critical, it can pop up. Yeah. I think perhaps why I do this so much also is like I get a lot of validation from doing it. Uh, like in Next academics, um, especially in academics, when you say like, I take full responsibility for answering this really like shitty twist, like test question wrong. And I'm going to be the one student who realizes like I should have studied more. Dude, and that's, then people yeah. like you. Yeah, that's that's five head level shit. So here's the other thing, right? So like you're not broken, like this is adaptive, especially in academia. Beating yourself up is how you, it sounds like you're starting a graduate program. It's the yeah. reason that you're starting a graduate program. If you didn't beat yourself up in undergrad, you never would have gotten into grad school. <laughs> yeah. So that's a very, very insightful connection there, Alexa. Okay, so let me just ask you one last question and let's get, I, I, I imagine Evan is getting nervous and hopefully he's not watching. No, I don't think he will be. Um, nervous or watching? Oh, I'm sure he's not watching. Okay. So in what ways are you guys not compatible? Why are you concerned about your future? Um, okay. I'm going to come up with some good shit here. Okay. Um, um, I worry that, um, like, my main concern would be, like, if we ever have children, I worry that we're not going to have a way to solve our problems. And that our, like, children will be subjected to a turbulent home life. Okay, so you're concerned about your, your lack of conflict resolution. Yes. Okay. It's a good concern. I, too, am worried about your lack of conflict resolution. Good news is y'all are 22, and this is when you guys learn this shit. Yeah. People aren't good at conflict resolution at the age of 22. I don't know if you realize that or not. It's like, but we could be. You can start the process. <laughs> okay. O other concerns that you have? Um. Yeah, I guess my main concern about how differently the way our lives look day to day is that I want a partner to be present with me, like when I get home, and yeah. Okay. Like, when I get home from school, I don't want to feel like a burden for fucking being home. Okay. And so then let me ask you something. Do you mm -hmm. feel like a, does, does Evan make you feel like a burden or do you feel like a burden when you come home? Um, sometimes I do because he's still sleeping. And okay. then like, if I want to spend time with him, I would have to wake him up and he hates waking up. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. What about other times? What about when he's gaming and you come home? Um, I would like, we've talked a little bit about this, but I like to know, I would like to know like a plan for when he thinks he'll be done. So I don't sit around like a sad housewife waiting for my husband to get done with the work or whatever. Okay. So you know what I didn't hear there, Alexa? How do you feel right now? Muy bien. Okay. Really? You feel okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel fine. Because cause, uh, this is the first time that I've heard you kind of call him out and not protect him. Yeah. 
right? So earlier you were saying, I recognize that I can't always be the priority in his, in his life. And that when I come home, finishing the game of League of Legends is more important than saying hello to me and being warmly greeted because he moved across country with me to, to pursue graduate school. That's what you said at the beginning. And now you're saying, eh, actually, <laughs> yay, we're going to torpedo your relationship for the 30 minutes. Don't worry about it. But do you, do you, do you see that difference? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, I do. Yes. And I didn't know I was doing it when I said yeah. that. So, so yeah. but that's okay. Like, it's okay that you're doing it, right? Because it serves a purpose. It keeps your relationship harmonious, which I think has been very important for both of you. Yes. Doesn't fix it, but keeps it harmonious. Okay. Um, that makes sense to me. Are you, what do you think about, like, so it sounds like you're in grad school. Do you feel yeah. like you're growing as a person? Um, I'll start in the fall. I haven't actually started yet. Um, am I growing as a person? I think yes, because I'm going through a lot of hard things that, like, for the first time I'm having to deal with as like an adult and not like somebody living under my uh family's domain Mm -hmm. cool uh yeah do you feel like evan is growing as a person Uh, (laughs) um i think (laughs) um I would say not as much as he'd like to, but probably I should say no. <laughs> right. So, so even there in that construction, you feeling okay? You look, yeah, you're breathing. Yeah. Okay. You're, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're feeling. I'm an- yeah. I'm anxious, but that's yep. okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so e- even then you did it again, where you kind of said, you started your answer with what he, you said, something like he thinks not as much as he wants to. And then you said, like, because you're once again adopting his frame of mind. Like, I'm asking you what you think. And you said, he's probably not growing as much as he wants to. Yeah. What are you feeling now? Something's happening, Alexa. What's happening? Well, it's just like a really messed up way to think that's not going to help me. And I feel like bummed that I'm a person who is like trying so much to appease their partner's frame of mind, even though he's not even asking me to do that. Yep. And in fact, when you do that, he actually gets frustrated. Yeah, he gets angry. Yep. And like, rightfully so. It'd be really annoying. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, he like chose me because I can do my own thing. Okay. So now what yeah. I'm going to, any questions for me? No. How are you holding up? Are we too harsh on you? No, it's okay. This is okay. good. This is okay. where the growth happens. It's not fun, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's that's the real bitch. Um, I'll have a Diet Coke after this. It'll be fine. Good for you. Consider having a regular one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you want to go ahead and grab Evan? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I want you to just take, like, I want you guys to just have, take, like, come back in, like, 60 to 90 seconds. Okay. Just we can just do that. recollect your thoughts, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. We'll be back in 60 to 90 okay. seconds. <laughs> okay. Fuck. I had something really important. I wanted to think about it, but I just lost it.
Oh yeah, here's where it is. Where? M. So she doesn't. Okay. Hello? Uh, I don't know. We're here. Okay. Oh okay. Sorry. All right. So, um, all right. So first, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I'm going to actually start by asking each of you to summarize what you understand, like what you took away from our individual conversations and share that with the other person and like sort of what you feel is important for them to know. Okay. So we're going to start with your representations of our individual conversation. The next thing that I'm going to ask, so if, if you're sharing, if you're recapping the conversation, what I want then the listener to do is to repeat back what they heard as opposed to respond. So just make sure that you guys are on the same page. Okay, so who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, we talked about how um, the way in which I blame myself is detrimental to us communicating in our relationship uh, and doesn't really allow us to talk about all of our problems when I like scapegoat myself. I think I use that as a way to like not address our issues because I'm like scared of actually addressing them. Yeah, so what I heard is uh, in like those times when I'm like from my perspective when I'm trying to yeah start that conversation mm -hmm. and bring up that feeling, um, you're like self-critical like over overly harsh on yourself part comes out and you start to think only about like the things you were doing wrong yeah i think like as a way to like absolve you because i think it's important in my mind that i 
always view you in some stagnant way that like makes me feel comfortable. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's really hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on. So first of all, Alexa, we talked about more than you blaming yourself, which is the message you're sending him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, uh... you summarize the conversation as I do something bad. But we talked about more than that. Um, Are you with me or no? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to ask Evan, Evan, repeat back what you heard and just listen to what he's saying. Yeah, I heard uh, that you blaming yourself is the cause of our breakdown in communication, which in and of itself is yeah, okay, you blaming yeah, yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. for the breakdown in communication. Okay, so here we go. Right. Fuck my family. Okay. So, about. <laughs> so, so, so say more. Um, well, I think I like learned these adaptive, uh, behaviors through like the role I played as a mediator in my family and those are not serving me well. So I would like to not do that. And to like, I would like to think about a better way to think about myself in our relationship. And I think it would be helpful if you point it out and I'll do my best to not scapegoat myself. Okay, great. You want to repeat back? Yeah, that so you like at a certain at a time in your life felt like you had to be that mature, uh, like mediator of conversation, mm -hmm. and that like you've it's easier for you to blame yourself than like engage with our problems. Yeah. Okay. So now comes the next question, which is. Who is responsible for y'all's situation, Alexa? Uh, we both are. And what is his fault? Um, ooh. Um. It's hard, isn't uh, it? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So, I can also see you're starting to feel anxious again. That's okay. Okay, so... We're going to get to that in a second, but I, I want you, Evan, to notice that, like, I think you accept some responsibility for your situation. Yes? Yeah. And you also see how she blames herself for y'all's situation. Yep. And sometimes we talked about some of the things that you do wrong, but mm -hmm. even in this moment, she's having trouble catching those because of the way that she's been the way she evolved in her family to be like a mediator and more mature and accept responsibility. She also mentioned that it's like very helpful in academia for her to do this thing. So it can yeah. be hard. Yeah. Right. So in a weird way, what you're going to have to do is like, think like, don't let her get away with that shit. Yeah. I like this. Right. So like, here's the problem with a relationship is if she blames herself like, both people have to have the same strategy. If I take all the responsibility for all the problems in my relationship, 
and my wife takes all the problems for responsibility in our relationship, that works out fine. If I share responsibility with her and she takes 100%, that's not going to work. Yeah, okay. If I blame her 100% and she blames me 100%, that's fine. (laughs) The problem is when I take 100% responsibility and she gives me 100% responsibility, that's what an abusive relationship looks like. And I don't think Mm -hmm. you guys are in an abusive relationship. I'm saying like, that's how they get that, right? Because it's like always one person's fault. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing with the water boiling thing is an example of like, Evan doesn't actually blame you. So when he, when you turn off the water, then he gets upset because like, I don't want you to stop. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah, Right. See, he gets it. I remember it now. Yeah. So like what pisses you off when she turns off the water kettle? It's like a, um, and I guess this almost transitions to what I'm saying or what we talked about, which is that like, that's not what I meant when I say like, I hate this, I hate the stove because it sucks. Like, I didn't want you to take the blame there. You know, like that wasn't me trying to put anything onto you. That was just me expressing my, my feelings that just arise. Um, and yeah, I think it goes, it circles around to like just being understood and like feeling like what I am like that you're on the same page as me and that like, it's, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, any thoughts before we're going to let Evan go then? Any any responses or thoughts, Alexa? Yeah, I guess I'm just like seeing how these like self-blaming behaviors are making it harder for you to feel heard in our relationship when that's not my intention at all. So this is very helpful to hear. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel heard, Evan? Um, when she said that? Yes. Okay. Right? Like, so do you feel like she gets it? Yes. Okay, yes. great. No, I, there was, uh, and I, while she was saying it, I got it in a way, in a new way that I have, where like I've circled around this thing before, but the way you put it actually like, yeah, it clicks something in my brain as well, which is that like my understanding thing connects to your like self-blaming thing. Yeah. Like this is, that's the, those two forces combined, which is like my thing and your thing. Yeah, to fester. Yeah. 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 That's how... See, it's both of y'all's fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> Good message. Yeah. Okay, so Evan, you want to you wanna share, recap? Um, yeah, so... We, as mentioned, talked about, um, I guess, whether or not I feel understood by you and... Um, like what that like yeah what that brings up with me and like why I do that um and a lot of we talked a lot about my feeling of independence and like lost opportunity throughout time being in this relationship and that yeah I have some uh I identify with like the things we said when we started this relationship still. And I, I feel like a responsibility to do that. What, to... what things? Be specific. So like, uh, like big picture, like, you know, we, we big picture like yeah, each other. Yeah. Um, and that I don't want to like misstep, but I 
also need to change. And it's hard for me to do that, do both of those things. In the like context of our relationship or just in the context of your life? Both. Okay. I don't know, sure. Um, Explain what you mean, Evan, by misstep and change. Um, what was like the sentence think? I used them in? I don't remember. Okay, okay. so let, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not following my own rules. So, Alexa, what did you hear from Evan? Okay, what I heard is that um, I think at times you f- do not feel understood by me and that you are finding it hard to change and grow in some way and that um you want to change and grow but you also want to like honor the like foundings like the foundation of our relationship yeah i think yeah i think that's what i heard i agree with that okay i, I like to honor the foundations of the relationship that sounds <laughs> yeah the, the house <laughs> the yeah. building we started digging a hole yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Evan, are there other things that you want to share or that you took away from our conversation? Um, nothing comes to mind. I, I'm, okay, I'm blanking right now. Yep. So I think I'm going to add a couple of things. So, um, so the first thing is that that you know, Evan, you talked to, uh, about feeling stagnant, right? And, yes. and what did you, can you share a little bit with, with Alexa about how you feel about that? Uh, sure. I guess that like, yeah, I've seen people do a lot of things and I often compare like our relationship to what I could have done in five years. Okay. Almost. Um, and like that I know that that's not that's not the case and that I can change in this relationship, but that um, it, yeah, I, there's some like part of me that it feels like safe being mm-hmm. 18 year old us who is just like in our parents' basements, you know, it's very, there's a very uh, like comforting feeling that like recreating that, yeah, yeah, recreating that is like, satisfying but the other side of that coin is uh this like gnawing away at like always staying on a path of uh like certainty rather than kind of seeing Mm -hmm. like go venturing out yeah yeah making my world bigger yeah what what did you hear alexa um i heard that over time you've seen other people you're close to in your life change and that you haven't seen that change in yourself and you wonder if like our relationship is somehow connected to that um and then you like okay you um you want to like see yourself in a different way than how you saw yourself when you were 18 and we started dating and that uh, I think what I hear is that you want room in the relationship to grow, to like allow you the personal uh, bandwidth, I guess, to do that, to like achieve new personal things and explore new things 
but at times you feel like you can't because of our the context of our relationship yeah yeah um i guess the one caveat i would add to that is that like i don't uh know what i need to, you know like whatever space in yeah. a relationship means i don't i i guess i need some and it is i like to use the word wonder because it is a lot of wonder and like hypothesizing over like oh sh what is this the thing like should i sacrifice this relationship is that what will make me change right. yeah um but i think you got the i think you have the idea okay okay how does it feel to hear the phrase it, is sacrificing the relationship what i need to change what do you think about that alexa I think it's a legitimate wonder, right? Like we have made a long-term commitment to each other. Whoops. Um, and like, I've been on an easy path, I think in life where I went to school and then I graduated and then I got into this grad program and it's been easy for me to see development, but for you, it hasn't been that laid out. And the only like consistent thing has been our relationship. So you've kind of had to use our like relationship as a landmark. I think the question is like, in the absence of those like landmarks in our relationship, what would you do or what could you have done? Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Can I share a couple of additional things? Please. So, um, Evan, what do you think about how much you game? Um, it goes in waves and I feel like I have some uh, self-awareness over it. Mm -hmm. But when it does come, I do not like how much it is. Or I, I do recognize the uh, kind of escapism that it offers me. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk for a second about gaming. So I think sometimes Alexa picks up guilt from you about your feelings of gaming. Yes. And she also feels frustrated that sometimes it feels like it, it, bizarrely i think you guys actually agree here so at one point we had sort of you had said something about you know feeling stagnant or something and then she responds by like invalidating what you say by pointing to things about what you guys like say like you know when you guys have done stuff together yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so the funny thing is that she actually kind of feels the same way because she sort of feels like sometimes with gaming, she's like a housewife kind of twiddling her thumbs. Like she'll be out doing stuff and then she'll kind of come home and you'll be like gaming yeah. and then she'll be like, okay, what yeah. else? Like, so sometimes it's sort of like, she's not sure when she's playing a single player game and when she's playing a co-op game. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause right? I'm literally just playing a game with different random people. I'm yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I think she expressed some frustration around that, which it, it took some work for her to even be able to say that she was kind of frustrated with that. So strong work, Alexa. Ooh. But, I, but I, I think you guys really have to look at the gaming because I think it is, I think like a loss of potential. I've certainly seen relationships that fall apart, followed by immense growth on the part of a gamer, but it's not because the relationship fell apart. It's usually... Honestly, the situation is girl dumps guy, guy's like, oh shit, I have to get my act together, and then like cuts back on his gaming. Okay, yes. And and so I think if there's any sort of loss in, of potential, it's not like, Evan, how many how many hours do you play on, on average per week? 
Um, since we moved, I will probably play 15 to 20, I think, before that. The... Yeah. Like, during early COVID, I could easily log 40 to 50. Okay, and what about, like, one year ago? Oh, I mean, the last summer was was not a good summer necessarily, and that was probably your, your 60 or 70. Yep, that's years. what, yeah. I mean, I think everyone watching Twitch was aware of that. Yes. You know, I, I think we can tell. Um, so, so I'm, I, glad. I, I'm glad by people. Yeah. So, I mean, that's us. We, we, we recognize ourselves. Um, so I, I think the, the other thing in terms of your stagnation and your lack of growth, like if you're pounding out 60 hours a year ago, like that's why you're not growing. It's not because you've been dating the same chick for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like to be blunt. And, I, I and, believe you. Yes. um, you know, so I think that's something that you guys are going to have to work on, especially because, uh, you, you know, Evan, you do have, it sounds like sometimes you get angry very easily, which is also common for people who play a lot of League of Legends and yes. Dota and games in general. CS, yes. go, take it, call it whatever you want. Um, the one other thing that I want to point out, so I think you guys really have to look at that. And Evan, what you really need to do is think about what ways do you want your life to change? And then what you need to do, Alexa, is when he tells you his want, he wants his life to change in a particular way, you can't make it your fault. Okay. That his, his life is the way. That's the worst thing that you can do. And okay. here's the other thing, the connection. So I'm glad you guys are able to see that like some of your problems are not your fault or her fault. It's what you guys combine together. So earlier we were talking about Evan being the judge and how he's like basically like judges you, right? And then that makes you feel bad. So that also you guys can go back and watch the VOD. But I think the other interesting thing is that like you like to be the judge and then she also likes to be the accused. Yeah, right? That's, that's so, very well put, yeah. And so it's like, like y'all are both falling into that pattern because both of you feel comfortable with it. So she mm -hmm. likes to be the accused because she's the mediator. She, you know, it's adaptive in an academic setting. You've got to figure out where that judgeness comes from. And, and so you kind of just notice that these patterns that you guys have are like something that you guys create together. Um, uh, but, but I really, I, I mean, yeah. So, so thoughts, any questions about that? Um, maybe a question of like, so I, yeah set um i guess like set standards for what not standards i don't know get an idea of what i want moving forward and realistically what that looks like um sometimes i worry about like involving her too much in that goal so if it is like stop like game less like only only game on friday saturday sunday or something and the rest of the time is like dedicated work days or something um like i i worry of like involving her in that and ha having putting a responsibility on her of holding me accountable yep that's your independent streak you see it you okay. want to do it on your own yes right so but just I, because I, so yes I, I should ask her for help well that's something you've got to sort through so maybe i should just start blaming you when you <laughs> came outside of friday friday Saturday and stuff. No, yeah so you guys got i mean that's that so we're going to talk about things that are going to torpedo your relationship in a second. But Evan, I get what you're saying because I think you're someone who, much like antidepressants, wants to learn how to do it on your own. Right? Yeah. So I'm not saying that there's a right answer or a wrong answer there. But like, I think that it may be possible to recruit her in some ways. But I think if you use her as an accountability tool, 
it's going to piss both of you off. She can't make you accountable. I think what she can do, and this is something you've got to work on, Alexa, is recognize that when he comes to you with a problem, he's not looking for you to fix it. He's actually just looking for you to listen. And this is bizarre because this is like really a gender reversal in traditional heteronormative relationships. We're proud of that. We're very proud of that. Yeah. So usually it's the woman who will express some frustration and then the man is like, how do I fix it? And then it's like, she doesn't want you to fix it. She just wants you to listen. So Alexa, I think sometimes when Evan is like, I don't know what to do in our relationship. And then you're like, what can I do to make it better? That's not what he wants from me. Okay, what question would be more productive to ask? Or what? what's a better response? What feels like it's unproductive in our relationship? Or why do you feel like you're stagnant? Okay. Just try to understand. Don't try to okay. fix. Don't try to help. Try to understand, first and foremost. Okay. Tell me more, period. Tell Not me even more. a question. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And, then what, and then what you can do is you can employ... I think in general, instead of sitting in silence with each other while y'all are eating your food, try doing, so recognize that the emotions are going to come up and then try doing what we did today, which is just repeat back what the other person said. Don't respond to it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. And then you guys are going to get on the same page. Okay. It's really mm-hmm. hard to do. By the way. Okay. It's easy to do here with a referee, but like when y'all are pissed off and when you're it's alexisfault.exe is active, then it's hard to do. But you guys have to pull yourselves out and, and really try to practice. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Last thing that I'll say is that, so the question is, should we break up? And my answer is maybe. So here's what I'll say. I think you guys are not the people that you were five years ago. And this relationship is not what it was five years ago. So the question is, Should you guys, can you continue this relationship? Absolutely not. The question is, can the two of you grow as individuals and evolve your relationship into what it needs to be now, which is not what it was five years ago. That what Evan needed was safety and support and someone else to take the blame when he felt like things were his fault because he lacked confidence and all this kind of shit. Right? I'm just hypothesizing there. You guys can... (laughs) Right. And, but now what, what he needed five years ago, Alexa, is different from what he needs from you now. Which is like the exact thing that made your relationship so valuable is mm-hmm. now the very thing that's keeping it from growing. Yeah. And so I think both of you guys need to grow as people, as individuals, and then see if you guys can like continue to evolve. Which generally speaking, I'm hopeful. Right. But like that, you all both unfortunately do have to acknowledge that, like, you know, people who get together when they're 17 don't stay together for their entire life all the time. And I think the ones who do it are the ones who recognize that, like, you guys are starting a new relationship now with each other, mm-hmm. that each of you is evolving and changing. And if you guys can support each other in doing that, at some point, it sounds to me like there's enough good stuff there that it's like, you know, worth giving it a try. But y'all aren't going to be 17-year-olds for the rest of your life. So you you can't preserve that relationship. And in fact, it's trying to preserve that relationship where a lot of like sadness and suffering comes from. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I really like a lot of what you said, especially at the like, we needed something then and we need something now and Mm -hmm. we're not 
the same people and I like the idea of like it's a new relationship yeah it's a new type of relationship yeah uh and in each new stage right yep at all times yeah 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 so like for another good example of what is a new relationship is like if you guys have kids one day then you're just not the same people you were after you have kids your relationship completely changes, right? So that's an example of a common evolution in relationships that sometimes end up fa- fracturing relationships, mm-hmm. right? Which is okay. But, okay, last thoughts or questions? Um, okay. Like, how do I stop myself from this, like, self-blaming dialogue? Like, are there any good questions I can ask myself when Evan says, like, points it out? Uh, so uh, what I would say first and foremost is you have to s- notice it. So you can even okay. go back and watch the VOD and see what happened and try to remember what happened in your mind because you did yeah. shut it off. It's really just yeah. noticing because when, when when that programming activates, you think it's fact. You don't realize that it is a program in your mind that's running. Mm-hmm. And so just recognizing that, oh shit, my mind is going to do its thing again. Like mm-hmm. think about your okay. mind like kind of like a, you know, like a bad leg that sometimes gives out. And it's like, it's not your fault. It's just like the leg sometimes poops out. It's like, it's just Mm -hmm. doing its thing again. So your mind is going to do its thing. And there may be some triggers like Mm -hmm. criticism or feeling like, or actually bizarrely, yours may not be triggered by criticism of you. It may be triggered by pain on the side of Evan. Uh Right? Actually, that's what the trigger is. That's what's weird. Is it's like when mm-hmm. Evan ex- expresses frustration about something in his life, you're like, how can I make this my fault and take the pain away from you, mm-hmm. Evan? And then when you do that, like you've got to notice when she does it and try to point it out and be like, hey, are you taking my pain away? Mm. Just ask her. Yeah. And, and then you guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's given a lot of words to a lot of vague feelings. Feelings yeah. that we've like acted out over time. Yep. That's what we do here. Okay. So last question is, do y'all want to learn how to meditate? Let's do it. Yes. Okay. So this is, I think this is going to be fun. So we're going to do ohm chanting. We haven't done it in a little while, but I think ohm chanting is especially good if you guys want to be partners. Oh, good. Then, because chanting is- still do. (laughs) Um, Not a divorce dream, Chad. So if you guys, uh, so I think ohm chanting is actually good to, like, it's actually better when you do it with other people. So what I want you guys, so we're going to do it together, okay? Okay. So I want you all to sit up straight. Okay. Um, so I'm going to demonstrate. So OM is composed of three syllables, ah, oo, and m. Mm. And then I understand that sometimes on Discord it cuts out. So let me actually try to, let me know if it cuts out, okay? Because I think D- Discord's voice activation algorithm like chops it. It happens okay on stream, but... So what I'm going to do, uh, so I, I'm going to start with ah, ooh, mm, is that, you guys hear that? We heard enough parts of the same thing together. Ah, ooh, mm. Perfect, right? So you go from a fully open mouth, ah, to a fully okay. closed okay. mouth, okay? Okay. Okay. So one or two things to remember about chanting. One is chanting is not about sound, it's about vibration. So you don't want to focus on what you hear. You want to focus on what you feel. Okay. 
People feel anxious when they start to chant because, let's be honest, it's fucking weird. And then the the goal, though, is that, like, notice that anxiety within you and then, like, start focusing on the vibration. And as you chant, the anxiety will just, like, fade away, which is also useful. Okay, so I'm going to demonstrate with three breaths and then we're going to do three breaths together. I'll demonstrate with two. And then we'll do three together, okay? So, uh... did that clip out entirely? Oh, yeah, okay. So, hold on one second, okay. Let me just fix this. Let me move to push to talk. And then hopefully this will work. Okay. All right, so I'm going to try one more time with push okay. to talk. Okay? No, we don't hear you. Oh, yeah, I need to try oh, one more time can. with push cool. to talk. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> that is the okay. key word. One more time. You guys hear it that time? Yeah. Okay, great. Is that one? That's one. one okay, okay. That's okay. all one breath. So okay. we're going to do three breaths now, okay? In succession with eyes closed. Okay. All right, so sit up straight. YouTube, Twitch chat. Big deep breath. Ah. Uh... Big deep breath. Um. Again. Four more. Deep breath in. Um. In. then oh. 
last one. Make it count. Um, and now we're just going to sit for about 30 to 60 seconds. Okay, <clears throat> go ahead and come on back. Go ahead and come on back. I forgot that I pushed a top. How do you feel? Very peaceful, very, yeah, my mind is very at ease. Cool. So maybe that'll help you guys. So it's a good practice that you all can do together. Did you guys harmonize or resonate with each other? We couldn't really hear you, but. I don't know. No, I, I while we were chanting, I definitely felt a sense of, uh, like, yeah, for sure, like anxiety at the beginning, but once we were in it, um, I was losing track of my voice versus her voice versus coming through my earbud voice. Great. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to lose track of the individual. Cool. Well, thank you guys very much for coming on. Any last thoughts or questions before we wrap up? No, I would just like to say thank you. No therapist I've seen for the past seven years has been as insightful and blunt with me as you have, and I really appreciate that. Just a reminder, this isn't therapy, though. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Uh, it's just a nice, friendly conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's strange because oftentimes with my actual therapy patients, I will not be as insightful or as blunt because therapy is a longer process. And, you know, I think we just have two hours with you all, so mm-hmm. got to make it count. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. I think you did. So we very much appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. So we're rooting for you. Twitch chat is rooting for you. But it doesn't mean that you have to stay together. But I think we're all in your corner. And so good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you guys very much for coming on and sharing so much because I think this really helps everyone. It's yeah. a strong work. We hope so. Have a good day. You too. You too. Thanks.